Hi, and welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show, where we talk about art, music, and sometimes current events. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage, and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show. Today, I'm sipping on from my Keurig Maxell Bold. Mmm, mm, mm, delicious. Oh yeah, and just a reminder, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. there'll be a new podcast. So if you can so kindly uh, tune into that, we will very much appreciate that. So today's guest, we have Don Brakeman, actor. So, Tizzy, take it away. Okay, uh, my name is Don Brakeman. And I uh, have family here, and I was living in Las Vegas, and I just moved over here. So what are you sipping on today? What am I sipping on? Well, you suggested a little earlier some brandy, but I, I thought I better not, so i just sipping on some coffee. Just homemade coffee. Well, I got my, uh, it's called Hershey's Caramel Mocha. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Extra whipped cream. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm saving a little bit of money today. Okay, that's good. Gotta cut some costs around here. That's right. Uh, so... Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, yeah, I was uh, born <laughs> some time ago in Nebraska, and I graduated from high school in Nebraska. And uh, from there, that's where I first got acquainted with acting and doing performing and stuff in high school, and I kind of liked it, so I thought I'd stick with it. Came to California and uh, joined the union, the SAG Screen Actors Guild, in 1960. Why don't you tell us how you got a, how did you uh, join the union? Did you have to pay a due? Did you have to Oh yeah. Well, have some papers with you? At that time, at that time I did, my first film was called The Keyhole Series for Jack Douglas. Oh, really? And uh, I worked with uh, Dennis Cole and Peggy Lipton. Uh, they are with the, well, there was a series out at that time called the Mod Squad. And uh, there were three of them, but I can't remember the other person's name, sorry. But uh, we did Keyhole Series, and when I did that, I was told, well, you need to belong to the union. And uh, the people that, uh, that got me the job and got me started were good friends also. And one was the secretary in one of the casting director's offices. She says... No problem, don't worry about it. She said, uh, we'll get you in the union. And she says, we'll even pay for that, which is at that time, uh, you're sitting down, I take it. That time, the dues were $100 to join wow. the union. Now, it depends on the area and everything, but in Las Vegas and California, it's between four to $6,000 to join. And uh, then you pay your dues. But I've been with them so long, since 1960, that uh, I don't pay dues anymore. I'm on. Really? I, those have been exonerated and uh, or not exonerated. That's wrong choice word. Those have been <laughs> taken. <laughs> I'm trying to read my notes here and keep up with you. Anyway, uh, they said that I was at a point where I had a senior senior position where I didn't have to pay dues anymore. So that's that's nice. But not that they were that much. But hey, hey, it's uh, hey, it's something. It's a it's a couple of hundred bucks. So you know you don't. Don't knock it when it's given to you. That's more money for coffee. That's right. That's right. And brandy, if you need, <laughs> if you like that kind. 
So, what else have you been in? Any other shows, movies? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, I started out with, with the Keyhole series, and uh, in Las Vegas, I did more work than, than I had expected over there. And uh, I met a friend of mine who was a movie producer. We did two movies for him. One was uh, Dr. Ice, was a detective series. The other one was uh, Buckaroo. I worked with Lindsay Wagner, Adam West, and Gary Busey on that one. Then later on, I did Vegas Connection. Uh, Robert Carradine was the grandson of John Carradine. And Ed McMahon, one of the big, big men in the business. He's been around a long time with Johnny Carson and everything. He was even in it. In fact, him and Robert Carradine were putting up the funds to make this. It was called Vegas Connection. Man, really? about a story about a guy that uh, was in the service, came out of the service and had some money saved and he bought a hotel. And he, his friend uh, decided to open one up. And uh, that was kind of a story about that. that. That was fun to do. Then I did Unsolved Mystery, Mysteries with Robert Stack. And that was a story about Ted Binion's murder. Ted Binion was uh, Benny Binion's son. And he uh, had a few little unsavory things that he used to do. <laughs> he had a lot of girlfriends and and uh, and a lot of people in not quite so savory. Right, right. And uh, his girlfriend decided to get another guy for a boyfriend, so they decided to kill Ted. And he had a big home there in Las Vegas, and he they did it, and stole several things from him. And uh, after that one, I did uh, well, what, Pay It Forward, Helen Hunt and Kevin Spacey, two great people. They're good actors. Then I did uh, Get Shorty for Sylvester Stallone. And uh, somewhere along the line there, I was doing this stuff while I was working, but I got a job working for Marriage Can Be Murder. And that there position that put me on this in a position of uh, being termed as a working actor and uh, that's kind where, where of where was kind this located at? This was Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. That, uh, that show started wow way up north around Sacramento. They, were, they did it up there for a little while and then they came down here and there was a place called the Showboat and it was out on Fremont Boulevard and they did their first shows down there. Marriage can be murder. I was I was picked to do uh, first one was a murderer. I was supposed to come in waving a gun around, and we did that. And I thought, boy, that was fun. You know, I like to do that all the time. So when the shows were over, they usually ran for about uh, uh, about six weeks, four to six weeks. And when that went over, then they changed to another one. And they asked me if I would stay on with the show and be be a permanent a permanent uh, fixture with the show. So I yeah sure you bet. So I worked with them for about eight and a half years, uh -huh. and uh, they are now one of the biggest dinner shows around. They're the only ones that have been around for more than sixteen years. In fact, they're about eighteen twenty years. And they're still around. And they are still around. They are still now, doing shows in Las Vegas. Now, is there any way anybody can still like go see this show? Is oh, yeah. there like a website? Oh yeah, it's uh, just you can get on a computer. Just marriage can be murder, and type it in, and they'll 
give you all kinds of information. You'll pick it right up right away. And these people will know like where they can buy the tickets, where the next show is going to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. They 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 booked themselves out. They were running for a long time at the D Hotel. That was the last place we worked at, and uh, that was the place where I I retired from that show for. And uh, it's downtown Las Vegas, beautiful hotel, and it's owned by some people back east, of course. And uh, they got in there, and we did several shows in there. They were for there for a couple, three years. And they do an excellent job. They Excellent. There's no place in, uh, in the country where you can see a show like that. There might be one or two others around more, but uh, they haven't accomplished the things that these people have. Uh, his name is... Uh, Post and uh, Eric Post and Jane Jane Post. They're beautiful people, and they're kind of like a second family to me over there. They. Uh... So I'm looking at your notes, and I see you uh, maybe taught some kids. Oh yeah, I give uh, classes, coaching, oh. do do some coaching, coaching and classes and stuff in the evening. We were working at. Uh, HMTC at Hanford Multicultural Theater Company for Sylvia there, Sylvia Shearer. And uh, she's really nice. She's got a place set up in a little church over there that's really out of sight. You walk inside, it's an old church. And they, uh, they were using it up until the time she took over because it was small and because it was uh, older, they wanted a better place. So they, they have another place now where they hold the church services. And she's taken over this thing, and man, she, it's, it's like a little theater inside. She's fixed it all up. She has classes in there. And uh, she has uh, improv classes, which she does the most of. And I think now she's getting started on some puppet shows. Puppet shows. So, yeah. So some of the kids in there, I go and I coach. We do scenes, and we also did a radio show in there from Gunsmoke. Mm -hmm. And uh, she wants to do another one of those. But it's a lot of fun. I like working with the kids, and uh, usually I get in there if, the, if they're serious and they want it, they want lessons, and I can I can get them started. I give them a list of some books and stuff to get at the library to start out with, and then uh, have them read scenes and, and analyze characters and make sure that this is really what they want to do. And if they want to get started in it, then I give them some lessons on it. And then, of course, you know, I charge for the lessons, of course. Right. But over there, everything else is free. So they could come in over there and uh, sit in on classes and probably even even do some work over there and kind of get an idea of what it's all about because she goes in for the whole thing. And she's got cameras, she's got lights, and uh, the church is set up inside. We probably hold probably 80 or 90 people in there. And uh, we've done a few shows over there, but with the... Uh, with the, this uh, series of comments that's come along, the uh, COVID, we haven't been doing too much. Everything's been kind of whenever we can get to it. And then, but she's been she's been in there and plugging right along. She doesn't nothing stops her. <laughs> she's a she's a go getter. She's great people. Yeah, with everything being locked down, she had plenty of time to touch it up a little. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's looking really good. It's on. Uh, I'm trying to fourteen. Uh, the address I'm trying to think of is 14620, I think, and it's it's off of 14th Avenue and Grangeville. 
right in there. And I'm looking here, I don't have the address on it. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do. Here it is. Here it is. It's um, Hanford Multi Multicultural Theater Company. And I thought I had the address. I just have the phone number. Uh, I don't. But it's right there. It's just off the intersection. It's it is. Is a, there a website so people can maybe look? Yeah, see. here uh, it's uh, Sylvia at HanfordMHMTC.com. HanfordMTC.com and the uh, website www.hanfordmtc.com. Oh, so, okay. And she's the uh, artistic director there. She's great. She knows what she's doing. And she used to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So she, she's great to work with. Very great to work with. Great people. I wonder if she still does stand-up. Well, I'm so sure she would if, uh, you know, she had... Like a couple anybody, other people, any, we have like a comedy night or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, anybody that's an entertainer, they'll they'll tell you, and I can speak from experience. Oh, they're going to retire. <laughs> you never retire. N not no. Nah. You just do no, a little yeah. bit of your own thing. It, right. You can still like they they asked me the other day, what what uh, how much I made a week a week or a month on my uh, other job or this or that or how much did I make acting. Well, it depends on an awful lot of things, but uh, when you book a job, then in my case, you have to go through the union and everything, and then when you get your, you get your checks, if you don't, if you're not too industrious, you don't get out and you don't get around to hustle, then you're not going to get another job. So you got to keep hustling all the time. So there's not any way you can put a limit on it unless, unless you become a working actor like some of the big shots, you know, like uh, Sylvester Stallone or, or uh, Kevin Spacey or Robert Carradine. They're in the business all the time. And Ed McMahon, you know, that's a little different. But, of course, Ed is not around anymore, bless his soul. He was one one fine individual. He worked with Johnny, K uh, Johnny Carson for a long time. They were good friends. And anyway, don't want to get started on that. So, uh, what else? What do you What do you got lined up? Not much, not much. Uh, so, is that everything you've been in? Any commercials? Uh, Have you been in any plays? I oh yeah, I've been oh we've done Shakespeare too. I've done I played King Lear in Shakespeare. Oh, you've been a king. And uh, oh yeah, that was that was really good. We so did. you said something about the ice house. What what did you do with the ice house? <laughs> oh, that's uh, that is a very nice theater over there. If anybody gets a chance to go see a play, it's in Visalia. It's the Ice House Theater, and they're always working. They're always doing something. I did uh, a couple three plays over there, and uh, I did uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and uh, I won an award from those people, which are very nice. Of mice and men, oh, and yeah. uh, I got special mention on uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird*, and those were by, uh, let's see, Nancy Holly and Leslie Mitchell, uh, Leanie Mitchell. Can't even read my own writing here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they work out of there all the time. They 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 run a fantastic group of people. They're a, they're a great great bunch over there. Very good. 
I went to one play there, and we got to sit on the stage and actually drink and be part of the play. Oh, yeah. Do you remember any, what that play was? <laughs> Lafferty's Wake. That was one of the first things I did. I, yeah, I played a priest, and a joke-telling priest, and that was all I was doing was drinking drinking brandy and telling jokes. And uh, that, that I had a lot of fun doing. Yeah, Lafferty's Wake, that was, uh, Leany Mitchell directed that. I played Father Pettigrew. Yeah, that was that was a good play. That was the first thing I did. Yeah. Yep, and that's, uh, that's and I, a... I believe you were also, uh, you played the priest in one of my short films when I, I shot a short film last year. Oh, yeah. For the Suicide Awareness and... Yeah, that, it was just a quick flash. You don't even really see you, but you're just kind of standing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of hiding hiding behind somebody there, I guess. Yeah. No, standing, that was laughing, that making was it. it look like. <laughs> have you did anything else like that before? Like for any um, like suicide awareness or cancer? No, the only, not for that. The only thing I did was for sexual harassment for Las Vegas, for, for Nevada. And... Uh, I played the part of a scabooze in there. <laughs> and which you were was, the harasser. Which, yeah, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was, and it was, uh, I'm trying to think of her name. She was a council person at the time. And uh, I'm looking on my resume. I, don't, I didn't even have that on my resume. I wonder why I missed that. Huh. But that was, a, that was a good show. That was a good show. And uh, no, nothing, uh, I haven't. Well, I did, I did a lot of stuff for Jerry Lewis when his shows came in. I worked for him a couple of times in the telethon. But uh, those were just kind of minor things. You're just You get a shot to do it, and you just get in there, and you kind of do whatever you want to do. So we just we had a lot of fun doing it. We did that show a couple of times. And uh, uh, we used to do charities, too, for uh, marriage, committee, murder. But... Uh, they are the whole cast, and everyone, Jane and, and Eric posted. They are everybody was all in on that. Also, again, it was just kind of we got in there and kind of just did did things that uh, to make people laugh. And uh, I played the part of the ambulance driver in that. And uh, <laughs> I was a one-eyed ambulance driver, toothless. One-eyed and toothless. Huh? Yeah, one-eyed wow. and toothless, and I had more fun doing that than. Uh, Anything. We'd start the ambulance up, and sometimes it wouldn't start. <laughs> and we'd try to carry out the dead bodies, and we ended up carrying the dead body out and put him in the ambulance and take him out and carry him around in the back. And uh, I call them dead bodies. They weren't. They were customers, really. In a dead car, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, well, <laughs> I remember a couple of times we had, to, we had to push it. It wouldn't start. So we were pushing it around the parking lot and back out to, the, to where we had to go off stage. But we were in a good spot there. It was uh, uh, really a nice restaurant, the Egg and I, it was called, Las Vegas on Sahara. And we worked there the first time uh, after uh, the showboat was, what, about four years at that place. And uh, it was such, situated such that when you, you pulled into the restaurant, you entered the restaurant from the parking lot. And we had this old ambulance that Eric bought and uh, didn't do too much to it. We kind of tuned it all up and then just used it 
whenever somebody got killed and we were carrying them out, we'd pull the ambulance up in front of the restaurant. And we could do that because it was, had a parking lot entrance. So then we'd take the person out, put them in the back of the ambulance, jump in it and drive the ambulance around the parking lot to the back of the building. And that was our off stage. So they'd get out of the car and take their place inside wherever they had to go. So we did that about two, two, three times. So that was always that was always a thrill to see if that thing was going to start. Yeah. Every time you run out there, sometimes it would fool you, and start right up, and we'd take off and go to turn to come back, and it would stop. Then we'd end up pushing it the rest of the way. But uh, and then we also did private shows that we used around for companies and people's birthdays and anniversaries and different uh, different things like that. It was a lot of fun. It really was. That was that was a great. That was a great eight and a half, nine years. But they're still going strong. They're the only they're the only dinner show restaurant, uh, din dinner show uh, murder mystery that's still going. A lot of them have started out, and they they only do it. They're seasonal. They do it in nice weather, maybe, or they do it in the spring or the summertime, and then that's they'll do it a couple of times, and then they'll leave. Mm -hmm. But these people have perseverance and they say, hey, weather's not going to bother us, this is not going to bother us, and we're going for the most. And they did. And now they're rated as, as tops. They're one of the best in the nation. Oh, really? You bet. They got some good ratings. And you can call, uh, well, right now they don't have a, they don't have a place in Las Vegas. Uh, the D Hotel has changed, I don't know, they changed hands or they changed something and they, they changed their menu. But, uh, they're going to uh, do private shows, but you can you can still get on the on the web, get on the internet, and uh, and you can still find out what they're doing up to date. Probably, she probably has pictures and all sorts of things all over that. I would if I were her. And, and knowing Jane, she takes pictures every time she gets a chance. She's good that way. And uh, probably find out where they're playing next or if they're doing private parties. They'll have all the information right there. I guarantee you. So they can go on the website and yeah, check. Huh? Just go on the website for marriage can be murdered. Yep, you'll be a it'll be a treat. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's it's something you, nobody should miss. So that's about it up to date for for me, I guess. Uh, there's I've done a lot of things. Uh, Shakespeare was really good. We did that for uh, on Shakespeare's birthday on Saturday morning in in April April twenty third, I believe in. Las Vegas. We did that at uh, at one of the parks downtown. Packed them in. We did a good show. We had uh, twelve people, or I mean twelve scenes and people doing scenes. It lasted uh, pretty much most of the day. So that was with Shakespeare. That was with uh, Dan Decker. He's in New York now. He's back there, working hard, I would assume. And. Uh, then I kind of got uh, up in years, so at first I was going to retire, and then I decided, that's what I'm telling you, you don't, just, you don't retire, you're still going to do it. If, if you really love it, you're still going to do it. You've got, you got to keep your craft sharp all, at all times. That's well, right, teach the kids. You know. The coffee's low now, and it is that time for the bad joke. Do you have a bad joke for us?
A bad joke? Yeah. I don't. I have one for you. I don't tell bad jokes. Oh, I can't don't. get any laughs. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you tell me the what, joke. Why, why does uh, crabs never give to a charity? Crabs never give to charity. Never give to charity. Uh, I wouldn't have this because like. Because they're shellfish. <laughs> See, the... <laughs> See, that's why I don't like the bad jokes. I like a good joke because I know the lad. Oh, all right, you got me on that one. Yeah. yeah. I used to know joke after joke. Not all of them could be told, you know, in mixed company, but uh, used to know a lot of them. And uh, let's see if one can pop into your head. How does Moses make his coffee? How? <laughs> He brews it. <laughs> he brews it. <laughs> 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 ah, that's funny. Well, a good one to end this coffee show. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. This is Tizzy and your one and only. Thank you. Okay.